Hi, and welcome to episode three of Let's Get Real for Real for Real. Though, honestly, I'm thinking I might rebrand that already. Um, When I made that title, I actually did not put a lot of thought into it. Um, I have this habit of um, overthinking things, and as a result, that prevents me from actually starting. And so when I started this podcast, I decided do not overthink anything, and I just kind of made it up on the spot. Um, but as I, you know, do this and as I, um, doing this podcast has made me become, um, even more self-reflective about, um, what it is I want to put out there. And I'm realizing more and more that a huge reason why I started this was how I am actively in a space where I am no longer I'm trying actively to be unafraid of my presence in the world. And that's really the message that I want to send out to people is don't be afraid of your presence because your presence matters in, in a good way. Well, you know, depending on what you put out there, but, but it can be in an amazing way. And, um, this whole journey and this whole, these podcasts are about learning and, working and developing on true self-love which is true unconditional love and one of the things I'm realizing is that part of that self-love journey is recognizing um, not only well I, I always knew that true humility meant like acknowledging the things you need to work on but also the things that you were um, good at and I'm realizing that with true self-love you have to, you can't really love yourself until you acknowledge that your love matters, that who you are matters, until you genuinely appreciate your own self for being in this world, for everything you do, everything you are, everything you go through, just as you would for another loved one, just as you would for your child or a parent or a deeply beloved friend you know you you just love and appreciate them for just who they are and so in that aspect you are grateful for them in their your life and so I have to be grateful that I am my own life and therefore I have something worthy to give to the world and so the podcast is really like it doesn't matter to me so much that like oh it could be humongous or not like I did the research before I started this about like how often do podcasts like become like a worldwide phenomenon or viral or whatever and and that's all fine and dandy it's not easy I guess but for me personally like it is just being un being unafraid of my presence which means that whatever I put out there it will reach whoever it has to it doesn't have to reach a million people it just has to reach the people who need to hear it and they'll never be able to have a chance to hear it if it's not out there in the first place, you know? Um, so, so in that aspect, um, maybe I, maybe I will rebrand. Um, it, it's been such a long, (laughs) it's been such a long journey of self-love because that journey is, um, a lifelong, a multiple lifelong journey. Um, I know that it's not easy. Um, We start off, many of us start off our, most of our lives, not even knowing that we don't 
have self-love. We're just like, oh yeah, we like each other. We like ourselves. Of course we do. If someone asks you like, what? Are, but when someone asks you like, oh, what are five things you're good at? You're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? And you know, when you meet someone new, you're like, oh, like, oh, I hope they don't think I'm weird. You know? And, and of course, and of course life happens, right? Whether it happens to you when you're a baby or whether it happens to you as a teenager, whether it happens to you as an adult or an elderly Life tends to come in and bring new events and new people into your lives that can teach you that you don't have love, which is in and of itself incredibly devastating. And they can teach you that maybe you do have love, but it attracts the wrong people and the wrong things. People and things that seem like they are meant to break you and make you unworthy and unlovable life is um really hard that way and I can definitely attest to that personally um in so in so many different ways I was talking to my therapist recently um about about the journey that I've been through. I've been with my therapist. I've been in therapy off and on. I would say like maybe a little more than 10 years now. And um, by the way, I totally advocate for therapy. If you are with the right therapist, if you are looking for therapy, shop around until you find one who like you think you gel with and suits you and you can trust. Um, It's different for everybody. And just try it. Therapy is amazing, if you ask me personally. I first started going because I felt like I felt like in my role in life, I had to be the listener for others. And I wasn't allowed to ever talk about myself or input my own opinion or even like say what I was experiencing in my life. I had to just listen for others. And it was so necessary and refreshing to have someone who I literally was paying for to have to listen to me in return. Um, But, you know, being with this current therapist, I've been with her off and on for like around seven years now. She's been so instrumental to move, helping me process and heal and move forward, not just um, in terms of listening to me, but also in helping me find my own voice and my own presence, you know, and helping me find my own ownership um, in my relationships with people and in life and my own personal roles. And I was reflecting with her of how far we've come. Like we do that on occasion and we've been together for so long. And I'm just like, oh, remember where I was at this time, like this, these many years ago and how far I am now from it. Um, how the things that seemed so terrible that were genuinely awful, like awful and messed up and not okay in any sense of the term. And it felt like I was drowning in them and it felt like I would never stop. I went through a period of my life where I genuinely, genuinely believed and and was trying to fully embrace and accept that my purpose in life was to suffer because I was, I, cause I don't, it was something that I don't know what I had done, but I knew I had to pay back. And it took a long time for me to move, to heal from that, to heal from like 
having that kind of belief and also the actions and the events that came out of that to heal from, you know, maybe, maybe I'm actually not meant to suffer. Maybe I'm actually meant to do more like, and this suffering that I'm going through is there for a reason. People say to me like, oh, suffering is a choice. And you know, I, I get that now, but I also still disagree with that because at that time, it didn't feel like a choice. It felt like it was chosen for me. It felt like that was my fate. Like that's what I was supposed to be in, that I had to choose to suffer if it was a choice at all. Because if I didn't, then I was being a bad person because I deserve to suffer, even if I didn't understand why. And even now, when I'm not in that space anymore, and I can look back and acknowledge, like, I did make an active choice at some point to be like, no, I'm going to try to get out of this. And it was not a flip switch. It was, didn't just happen instantly. It took a lot of freaking work. But even still, I look not back now, and I'm like, I had to go through that, though. I had to go through that because if I didn't go through that period of suffering, then I would not only not be where I am today, but also I would never know that I didn't have happiness and I would never have realized how much strength I have because now I can recognize true happiness. I can recognize true love. I do have self-love. I do have unconditional love for others and for myself. And at that time, I didn't even know if that could exist for me. And if it wasn't for me having that period of suffering, I would never be able to recognize my place now. So people are saying like suffering is a choice. I'm just like, oh, maybe, (laughs) maybe for some it is. Maybe for most it's, I think it's a choice to try to believe otherwise I think it's a choice to try to get out and change your actions. I don't think it's a choice to like be suffering. It's really hard to recognize how things can be different when that's all you know, you know? But anyway, um, yeah, I've come a very long way and it's just so interesting to fall back and see events and start tying things together where um, I can, in retrospectively now, be like, oh, well, that was the most painful moment of my life. But that was like the turning point of me realizing I deserve better. You know, where events that witnesses would tell me like, that was really bad, that was terrible. And, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. And I think back and I'm like, no, like, I'm not sorry though. I it was not great, but it was also again the start of my journey into something better. Um the lessons I took, the lessons I learned, the lessons I'm still integrating into myself. One of the things that I've been um like in the past, I would say honestly in the past 3 weeks I had this epiphany, this incredibly huge epiphany about boundaries and about um, 
autonomy. Um, I love others very much. My physical, my love language is physical touch. And with that, like a lot, that's how I can show love. That's why I entered and that's why I'm good at like um, massage therapy um, and anything somatic, like body-based. Like I, and I love to give hugs and, you know, like kisses for me or like from, like for people that I want to get kisses from is like super nourishing for me. Um, in return though, people think like, oh, physical touch, like you must love to get touch. And I like do not like people touching me whatsoever. I love to give love. I don't necessarily, I'm very particular about who I receive it from and what kind I receive it from. And most definitely I hate when people take liberty and just touch me like they have a right to. Like I, like if that my love is phys- if my love is physical touch like my love language like i choose who i touch and i choose who to be touched by does that make sense i choose who to love and give out to and i want to choose who to be loved by and i feel like when people take and it's not even liberty it's not even like big things it can easily just be like a hand on my shoulder it could just easily just be a kiss on my cheek it can easily just be a hug but such casual things that you know most people wouldn't think about but for me means so much especially given my history of like sexual trauma and um but it's something that like I never realized I had a choice and I um I I've realized in the past few weeks that I've always been told like boundaries having boundaries with people is like a form of self-care and self-love which I totally understood you know, as a former social worker, we're very big on boundaries and like being careful of them because we're surrounded by people who are so easily triggered by so many things. And boundaries is a way of taking care of yourself. And it is a way of like having healthy relationships and healthy communication, and which is awesome. I never realized that I didn't have boundaries with myself. I never realized that like I can have boundaries with other people and I can respect other people's boundaries. I didn't know that I could also tell myself like, oh, Jenny, um, you don't actually have to do that. You don't actually have to give out to everybody just because you can. You don't actually have to give all your time and energy just because you have some. You don't actually have to return someone's eyes or let someone hug you if you don't want to just because they want to or just because they don't know better. I am allowed to voice that and I'm allowed to give myself permission to voice that even though it can be really hard. And this is something that I've been realizing a lot um, with a few of my friends who have been setting boundaries with me in the past few months, you know, just like just like things that they need for themselves in general, being like, hey, like, can you please ask permission before um, before you call, like just shoot a text just to see if I'm available, you know, or just do you think that like if you have something really big and emotional to talk about, I really want to be there for you. But can you just check in with me and shoot me a text to see if I am emotionally available for you? And if not, like maybe we can do it at another time because I want to be there for you you know very lovingly and I had such a hard time and I took it so personal and it hurt so much because I was like oh my god I did something wrong but I don't understand what I did and I took it so personal and hurtful um and I got triggered so badly because it seemed like I was a I did something wrong and but over the course of time I've been realizing like no like obviously they they obviously didn't mean it that way and I, and I didn't do anything wrong. And I, and the, 
this past weekend, I realized I've been really thinking about this and pondering this. And I was surrounded by friends over this past holiday um, where boundaries is like a paramount and we have um, very, we're all very big on clear communication and consent, like enthusiastic consent. Um, and they teach me so much about these things. Um, enthusiastic consent, by the way, not just like in terms of relationships or sex or physical touch or anything, but just like, just like presence, just like, oh, like, I'm sorry, is it okay if I come into your space? Is it okay if I interrupt your conversation? Is it okay if I join your conversation? Things like that. And um, I realized that the reason why I struggled so much with other people laying down their own boundaries for to me is because I never had any with myself. And so I never, I, because I never had any with myself, I just allowed myself to just drain out like, People can come to me whenever they want. I'll give out everything that I got. I don't know how to balance like and have discernment. Oh, like I can be, this person is attracted to me and wants to have a relationship with me. And I'm like, uh, maybe I guess I can try it versus like, no, like I trust myself. Like I actually don't feel that connection. I'm the type of person in a relationship, by the way, I cut it off very fast. Like if I'm like, nope, this is not working. I cut it off like immediately, but I always feel like a lot of doubt about like oh am I making the right choice because so many people around me are just like Jenny you're just being too hard on them like you're doing being too picky and 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 therefore not allowing they don't trust my judgment and then it makes me question my own judgment and I'm realizing like no like I actually can trust my judgment I actually can give myself permission to accept and reject in whatever situation or manner is necessary for me to do so. I trust myself. And by me being able to recognize that and me being able to say like, oh, like, no, this is not what I need, but this, but this is what I need instead. That is love. And I feel loved. Oh my God, it was such a revelation. I was like, oh my God, I have a choice. I have a choice in like the type of clients I take as a, as a life coach or a massage therapist. I have the choice to say like, oh no, I'm not available at that time. Like, can we do something else? I have the choice to say, I don't think you're the right type of client for me. Um, I don't think this is a good fit. Instead of trying to make myself conform for others, I can instead meet them in the middle as just me. Mind blown. And as like a result, I feel good. I feel rested. I can choose the type of energy that stays in my life. I can choose the type of energy and people that I want to keep in my life. And I can also choose not to receive energy that I feel is draining. Or I can also voice boundaries that I need to them, not because they've done anything wrong and I'm not going to make them feel bad. It's just what I need in order to have a good relationship with them. Something that I'm still going to keep on working on and practicing. This is a brand new revelation and doing it in practice like takes work. It's still scary. It's scary to set boundaries, especially if you have a fear of hurting other people's feelings, especially if you have a fear of changing relationships, especially if you have a fear that an insecurity that you are, yourself are not good enough and they might leave you or get mad at you. But just know that like if you are able to set boundaries with yourself, with yourself, you can set boundaries with others. 
And in the end, it will be worth it because it's what you need. As long as you are honest with yourself and you do it in a manner that is true to you and that doesn't make you feel like bad afterwards, that's what's right. That's good. That's love. That's great. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. But the thing is about me personally is like autonomy and choice is something that's so paramount to me and um it's something that I didn't have much of (laughs) I'm realizing throughout my life or at least I never had my choices really respected so then it made it feel like I didn't have any at all because it doesn't matter if I made a choice that choice would just be changed and taken away by someone else's choice um and as that is a huge part, like me growing up, never re- not even realizing I didn't have that kind of power and autonomy and, and control over myself, my own life, over my feelings, over my own body. Um, it's it's in retrospect now that I realize like how badly, how badly that lack of knowledge and that lack of um, existence um, has affected me. Again, I, I don't have regrets. I know my life played out the way it most definitely had to in order to get me here. And I am meant to be here. I am meant to be in this place. And I am meant to be like the way and who I am now. But damn, was that painful. Um... It's the kind of pain and it's kind of events that honestly most people may never recover from in this lifetime if they're not able to get the help and the love that they need. And it's a type that can damage someone um, and, and make them think that they aren't worthy of love and that they can't trust themselves and that everything bad that happens is their fault. It's that kind of damage and trauma. And I'm lucky because I have myself, my soul, my knowledge, and I have resources that were all guiding me to, to, to be here instead. But not everyone is, has that, and not everyone is meant to have that right now. So for anyone out there who may have never even thought about it maybe, or who are, who are kind of going through that feeling of you don't have control or power over your own self because other people tend to come and just take it away from you, whether it's in the form of energy or your time or your feelings, your love, your body, or just like what you want to do in your life. Um how you want like your opinions how you want to live your life how you even maybe like want to have your family like anything like that anyone who feels like they don't have that their own power over it just know that you can always always choose what to say yes and no to you just have to give yourself the permission to make that choice and then to tell it and 
live in that choice and act in that choice. Act from that choice. That's love. Because that is you putting yourself first. You are allowed to do that. If you need that external validation and permission to give yourself that permission, I give you permission to put yourself first. I give you permission to set boundaries with yourself. Tell yourself no or yes. Do you want to do this? Yes or no? Yes? Okay. Awesome. How do we do it in a way that works best for you and makes you feel good and not drained or negative? No, you don't want to do it? Okay, you do not have to do it. And you can therefore tell the other person that. Take action. Ah, oh, boundaries, guys. It really is the ultimate act of self-love. It's, it's so, I never, I knew it before. In social work, we, and like, no, anyone now at this point, we all talk about like self-care, you know? And I'm just like, at this point, honestly, I'm just like, self-care is important. That's great. But like self-care, people will tell you is like, oh, like taking a bubble bath or like reading a book before bed or like cleaning my dishes. Awesome, guys. Awesome. I'm glad that makes you feel better. That definitely makes me feel better when I need to do that stuff. Um, doesn't really make me feel nourished, though doesn't really make me feel better about myself as a person except that maybe I will feel more like um like I'm more capable you know instead of just like a fucking mess of a human being don't do more than self-care you deserve more than just maintenance and you deserve more than just taking care of things you deserve to be nourished full fulfilled happy joyous, excited about life. You deserve to feel good about yourself as a human being and as an individual, regardless of if your dishes are done or if you've gotten a pedicure or if you've taken a day off. Self-care lasts for like mm, a day. It's supposed to get you through your day, your week, your month. Self-love. Self-love gets you through your, uh, like, lifetimes, the rest of your life. My thing now, oh my gosh, and I can't believe this. I've never, I've never requested anything like this before. Um, so I recognized that um, part of my journey of unconditional love is that, so I want to have a kid, right? And it took me a very long time to get to this point of even thinking like, am I even ready to have a kid? Do I even want a kid? I don't want to have a kid and have to carry on and like, and like continue like this path of generational trauma. And I don't want to put on them the things that I had to go through with my family, which everyone goes through with their family and their parents of being like, we got this issue from our parents, <laughs> which we didn't realize until we went to therapy years later. I don't want to do that. Um, I... I genuinely believe that the path I've taken um, has led me to this point where like I am ready to have a kid because I've worked through all the issues I possibly could um, to prevent me passing them on to a kid. Not saying that like I won't pass on like issues, I don't know that, but anything that I could take care of beforehand, I, I am and have taken care of. And I can honestly say that I want this child 
because I want to love. I want to teach unconditional love to this child. I want to give it unconditional love. I want it to be raised in unconditional love. I want it to go spread unconditional love and be just, just this bright light in the world. I don't know if that's what every parent wants. I, I hope so. Um, I've done a lot of active work to, 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 to be the best parent I can be within that, within that reference frame, within that context. Um, and, um, I'm someone who's like very much like, oh, I'll be single for the rest of my life. I've picked out a sperm donor. I'm like, I can just raise it on my own. Like, I don't want to like deal with like, oh, like custody battles and like, and like terrible relationship. Like, oh, the custody battles I've seen is terrible. Um, completely defeats the point of me having a kid and raising an unconditional love, by the way. And I actually came to the realization though, that, um, the greatest gift I could ever get to a kid, which is completely, I think I could raise a kid single just fine. I really do not believe that having a kid and getting married are like two things that have to be related to each other. I'm not going to get married to have a kid. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to like put that on my checklist. Um, I'm not going to get married out of obligation. I'm not going to get married because I feel like have to, like, that's just not going to happen. I, I am going to have my baby because I want my baby. You know, the best thing I can do for a baby who I with the intention of raising unconditional love is giving it what I never had. But I know everybody always wants is having an example of unconditional love as well. And therefore. I should start looking for someone who matches me and meets me. Um, I, I don't want to date and find someone who's just barely good enough or not good enough as in like they're lesser but just you know like them just enough you know or who I love but doesn't love the same way or um I just I just am ready to receive I told you earlier that like I wasn't I'm not good at receiving right I'm very particular about who who I want to touch me and give love to me. I'm ready though to receive love. Not just any love. Not just any love. I put it out there in the universe. Big prayers, sunshine, rays of prayers. Hey God. I am ready. Please send someone who matches the love that I have. The type of love that I have the person who can best help me live in unconditional love and raise a kid in unconditional love. And you don't have to send them right now. And you don't have to send them in order to make this baby. And you don't have to send them, you know, like, whenever. But but when it is time for me to meet someone, please send me someone who meets my love. And great thing about going back to boundaries and discernment discernment i can trust now that i can accurate, accurately identify when that person comes before i was like oh 
like i i like them i'm attracted we have chemistry like i i could definitely like i I fallen in love with people and i'm just like and like where i'm just like oh you're you're so amazing and i love you i love you so much and you know for whatever reason it doesn't work out and it's because you know our our love just didn't match nothing wrong with that i realize now though like just because i'm attracted to them just because there's chemistry just because they're good people if their love doesn't match my love i can tell myself and i can tell my brain and my heart and my feelings like hey i know you care about them that's so good of you not the right person yet though so it's okay to say no because you're waiting for something a little bit you're waiting for something very specific and they're on their way or i can also say like hey i'm waiting for someone they're not going to come for a while but this person i think adds value to my life go ahead knowing though knowing that i would have to communicate that to them later and being like fyi i'm not a hundred percent in are you a hundred percent in in which case then i'm like no that's not fair but if they're also like no i'm 70 percent in then i'm like okay (laughs) anyway long spiels but yeah so discernment choice like autonomy we can choose that's literally the most healthy thing that we can do for ourselves and i'm so excited to be able to embody that because and I'm so because I know like when I do choose next time a per, my partner for myself, it will be someone who matches what I have, and that will that in and of itself will be not only unconditional an example of unconditional love for my kid, but it's unconditional love for me. I'll be able to receive it. It's not fair for me to try to raise a kid in unconditional love and not be able to show them that it's okay to receive it. (sighs) Anyway, heavy thoughts. But hopefully this is helpful. (laughs) And just know that, you know what, no matter what place you are in life and no matter what stage you are in life, you are wonderful. You have worthiness. You have brightness. Don't be afraid of your presence in the universe. If there's a reason for you to be afraid, I don't think that's who you truly are. You just don't know it yet. Because who you truly are underneath all of the fear and the trauma and the confusion and the self-worth, like lack of self-worth and the And the people and the events in your life that keep telling you that you're not good enough, I can promise you, under all of that, your soul is this bright ball that is surviving and more than surviving, it is absorbing all of this, all of these things and turning it around to make it into something good. One day you will know your soul and one day you will believe that everything that everyone ever told you about yourself that was negative was just so untrue. They can't know you if you don't know yourself. You don't know yourself because all of these other people are telling you they know you better. But guess what? One day, if you learn to trust yourself, if you learn to have your boundaries, if you learn to love yourself, 
No one will ever be able to tell you who you are. You will know who you are and you will know who you are is beautiful and worthy and worth putting out there in the world. Mm. Don't be afraid of your presence in the world. Okay. Thanks, guys. Short podcast today. Oh, heads up. Great idea I had with another my friend of mine um, because we are such geeks. We're definitely going to get together sometime in the future and develop a new podcast. Separate from this. I'm still going to do this. This is for me. <laughs> um, but it's going to be very fun and very entertaining, I think, um, for anybody who's ever interested. Also, I realized, too, that Throughout this podcast, um, there's actually no av- not that I don't know who's out there, but if there's ever an avenue that anyone wants to reach out to me um, with like thoughts or feedback or, or anything like that, ideas, um, I guess I guess the best way for you to reach me right now is maybe like through Instagram, I suppose. Um, I think my Instagram handle is you know what? I don't even know my Instagram handle because I I rarely use it. <laughs> but I am starting to use it because my Instagram is all about things like self-love and it's helping me to um it's what I'm trying to use for my business, my life coaching business, um and my massage business uh which is, you know, centered around unconditional love. So, if it's something that you guys are interested in or want to get in contact with me, please do so. Oh, my, my Instagram handle is Jenny Lee, J-E-N-N-Y-L-E-E-1091. Okay? Don't be afraid to send me messages. I cannot promise I can return them. I cannot promise I can, like, will always receive them at the time you want me to. But put it out there and I'll do my best. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>